Welcome back to the Oh My Days Academy. It's Tom Elliott, your host here. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't got Tom Geeches with me today. Uh, I'm catching up with him next week, and so he'll be back uh, in coming episodes. But today, you've got just me and my brilliant guest, which I'll share a bit about later. Now, first of all, I must apologize for the slight blip uh, last week. Uh, we had a bit of a nightmare uh, with the uh, technical issues of the episodes, but and and this week's been a bit crazy, so I didn't have a chance to to catch up on the podcast. But do not fear, uh, it shouldn't happen again. I'm back on schedule. I'm batch recording today, so uh, even though I'll it'll sound all fresh and new, actually the truth is I'm recording about three or four in a go today. So, so here we go. Uh, it's going to be a good one today, friends. This episode is with the brilliant David Heiner. Uh, we're talking about goal setting. Now, I am a bit of a goal setter. A few years ago, I started following uh, an entrepreneur who teaches goal setting. And uh, for the last three years or so, I have purchased uh, his daily planner, right? Which I absolutely love. Got to be honest, absolutely love it. But it costs a fortune. In fact, if you ask my wife or my mother, uh, both of them will tell you that I could just buy a £2 notebook from Wilkinson's. But no, I like to invest in this. And so I spend, I think it's about £100 every year uh, for four notebook notebooks or planners. Now, call it a waste of money, but it's been helpful for me and I've quite enjoyed uh, the process. I think I am about to move on from it uh, because I think I might have just come up with something a little bit better and it works well uh, for me. So there we go. I might be moving on, but nonetheless, it is a very good resource. I might just stick it in my Amazon store, which you can find at tom sorry amazon.co.uk forward slash shop forward slash Tom Elliott UK. Elliot's two L's, two T's. But if you go here, there you can find the planner. It's called the Full Focus Planner. It's a very good resource, but it does cost quite a lot. Uh, and so, uh, th- so there we go. Today's episode is goal setting with the wonderful David Heiner. I met David at a uh, speaker's workshop somewhere that he was running. Uh, a brilliant guy speaks to speaks in schools and he speaks at corporate events. He speaks all over the world uh, and he's uh, interviewed about 250 high achievers uh, about how they uh, set goals and how they achieve uh, an amazing things. And David himself uh, is a high achiever and has done some brilliant things as you will hear. So here we go. Here's an episode with a brilliant David Heiner. Well, friends, uh, once again, it's the Oh Days Academy, and with me today is the brilliant and the, uh, what's the word to describe you, David? Um, uh, rhino Man is, well, that'll, that'll come clear later on. But with me in the studio is David Heiner. Uh, how are you doing, David? All right? I'm good, mate. I normally describe myself as a little chubby guy from Birmingham. <laughs> Great to be here, mate. Lovely to work with you again, Tom. Well, David, you're going to talk to us about goal setting. Uh, but let's let's dig back into your background and how this emerged in you and, and from you. Uh, wh- where did goal setting begin for you? Goal setting, Tom, started for me properly when I would say in the mid-90s when I started to realise that my then catering and event management business was very good at what it did in terms of delivery, but it wasn't growing. And so I started to try and learn how I and the business could grow. But because I'm not very academic and I wasn't that bright at school, I I floundered a bit, more through my own fear than actually lack of ability. And 
I realised that my customers were the who's who of the West Midlands. They were the entrepreneurs, captains of industry, the you know the the scientists, inventors, academics. They were the football managers and the football club owners and and. And so I started asking them, a bit like we're chatting now, Tom. Sure. Um, when we'd finished talking about catering, I'd say, you know, come on, Tom, tell me, you're at the top of your game. What is it you do differently? How do you think and behave differently to everybody else that makes you so much more effective and successful? What they started telling me contradicted anything I'd ever read or anything <laughs> I'd ever heard, anything I'd ever been taught. And I kind of dismissed them at first because I am I'm a little bit arrogant and a little bit cynical as a person. I suppose it's the Brummian, <laughs> but I'm a little bit cynical, a little bit of a skeptic. I kind of dismissed it because what they were telling me was such simple, easy stuff. And I always thought, well, to be successful, it must be hard. It must be complicated. Mm. You know, everything with a long name is all clever. And I just, <laughs> I, I just dismissed it until about 15, 20 of these top achievers were all saying the same things. And then even I just went, hold on a minute. Yeah, there must be something in this. So I started to create a model that would help me apply what they were telling me just to see if it would work. And the very first time we used it, we smashed Cancer Research UK's fundraising records for amateurs and volunteers. Yeah. We we and in the following 10 years we've raised, I think, just shy of three quarters of a million quid, breaking four charities fundraising records wow, or more in the pro. Good. I've actually stopped counting now, but probably four charities, if not more, fundraising records. And the more we started to apply it personally and professionally, the more we succeeded. Then people started asking me if I'd go and speak about goal setting. And I went, no, 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 I'm <laughs> not a speaker. No, <laughs> you know, I was, I was your extrovert introvert. You know, I, yeah. I was, yeah. I love the limelight, but only when it suits me. The rest <laughs> I, of the time, let me just rock in a corner, clutching my knees, saying, I relate, why, oh, why, I relate. Oh, why? <laughs> and um, I was made to, <laughs> by a lady who I'd interviewed called Mary Collin, go and speak to a charity called Childline the Charity. Oh, great. Uh, many of you might have heard of Childline. And it was struggling with fundraising. So I went along and gave them a talk on fundraising. I was terrible. On my own admission, shockingly bad at delivery. To be fair, but, that's quite um, a household name for your first speaking gig. Well, it was it was free. Uh, it, it was a free gig, and uh, because I didn't know you could get paid, so I didn't ask for a fee. I just asked for a cup of tea and a train fare. Um, and, and they actually used the model that I gave them to really, really rock the charity. And I went, wow. So Brilliant. I could help people with this. Then I realised you could get paid for it. And <laughs> I've had the privilege now, 22 years later of, sorry, 20 years later, of travelled the world, speaking to just over a million people. And it's my privilege to help people with the skills and the confidence to achieve bigger goals. Amazing. Now, you you carried on interviewing people, high top achievers, didn't you? Did you, I yeah. think it was, do you, I can't remember the number, but it's somewhere around 250 or something like that, isn't it? It could be, yeah, you're not bad. 258 to date. Very good, very good. And and as the as the pattern continued, as the, have they continued to kind yeah. of affirm what you, you kind of created all those years ago? Well, 22 years into the research, there are a couple of things that have changed, but virtually everything they say in relation to goal setting, purpose, how they think and behave, thought and behaviour processes, emotional intelligence, all of that stuff has stayed 
almost identical. There's tiny little things that people do differently now that you would expect with the advent of technology and um, the pressure of time and the way society has changed. So one Mm. of the things I'm noticing now is that whereas before top achievers read ferociously books, whereas now they tend to seek one-to-one peer mentoring and hire very, very top draw. They get their information at the highest level rather than just read books because the publishing industry has changed and now virtually anyone can get a book out. So there's a lot of average stuff out there. Sure, sure. So what drives you to do this, David? What what drives this initial idea and what what drives you to help people achieve massive goals? Okay, in the spirit of brutal honesty, in the beginning, it was insecurities and a need for acceptance. Um, okay. <laughs> I just I just wanted to help people but be liked. Yeah. You know, I, I was your typical weirdo in a shiny suit with jazz hands going, da, 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 please like me, tell me I'm good, <laughs> just to make me feel significant. When, when in truth, actually, it didn't take me long to realise that actually I need to serve these people. Mm. And then it's not about me, it's about them. And as soon as I got my head around that, the results went through the roof and now I'm a massive advocate of don't do anything for applause, do it to make a difference. So Mm. if anybody listening to this is a fan of evaluation forms, stop it. Tell your clients to stop evaluating you and instead challenge them to say three months from now, what have you done? Very good. Very good. Seek impact. Well, so let's dig back into goal setting directly. You, most of us will, will have heard of the smarter principle. And I understand... Don't you swear at me. <laughs> Don't you swear at me. I've done my research, David, <laughs> uh, and I understand that you're not a big fan of these principles. Tell us why. I, well, first of all, let's I, outline what smarter <laughs> is and then and then smash it. There are various acron- um, met- words used in the acronym, but in, in essence, uh, it stands for specific, measurable, attainable or achievable, uh, realistic and time-focused or time-bound. And it is taught on the MBA. It is taught in virtually every business school in the world, certainly all the ones that I've looked at, and I've looked at a lot. Um, (laughs) It's taught in most leadership development management programs, and it will be quoted as a good thing by anybody you ever hear or see speak about goal setting. Except you. So you would... (laughs) Except me, yeah. So, so you would think if everybody's doing it that it has some credible foundation. Um, and it's interesting, Tom, apart from remembering the name of the person that I mentioned last time, have you ever heard another speaker, trainer or coach or consultant when talking about smart goal, realistic goals, ever quote a source? No, I haven't. No, no that's interesting. There's a reason yeah. for that. <laughs> there is no source. <laughs> Because do you remember me saying I'm a cynic and a sceptic? So I thought, surely there's credibility in smart goals. So do your knitting, Dave. You're a researcher. Dig deep. So I tracked down the person who invented the acronym SMART, and his name was George T. Duran. He was a project manager in the United States many years ago, back in the 70s and early 80s. He, he is quoted as saying, your goal should be SMART. I have read everything I can find by that guy everything even his shopping list and you know what not once does he say your goal should be smart (laughs) this is a guy who worked on multi-billion dollar utility projects he is quoted several times as saying when working on big goals and projects the steps to your goal should be smart that's different 
That's different. What yeah. it's what it's what effectively he suggested was the children's playground joke, how do you eat the elephant one bite at a time? The goal should be colossal, yeah. but the steps should be incremental and realistic and achievable. And everybody misquotes him. And so I will go toe-to-toe, 10 rounds, and I will win with anyone who tries to quote smart or realistic goals. Because when I interview <laughs> top achievers and I say, are you aware? When, By the way, 258 out of 258 would ask the question, how do you set goals? Said things like big, massive, enormous, huge, Great. big, fat, okay. hairy, one person. Yeah, Not one of them has ever said realistic. Not one of them. Wow, that's so good. That's so good. And that that kind of excites me because I'm like, I, I'm, <laughs> I share in that kind of big thinking uh, or want, you know, that idea of thinking big and, and setting massive goals. So, but... Ah, oh, oh quick caveat. It's oh. not about thinking big. Oh. It's about doing. Absolutely. Everybody talks the talk. Everybody dreams the dream. You know, there's a, there's a massive, there's a tsunami of apathy in our society at the moment where yeah. people will go, I want that. And they'll dream about it. They'll talk about it. They'll draw up the, the plan and do nothing. Sure, it's about sure. doing. Absolutely. If not now, then when, I guess, is the, the question you've got to respond. Is there a danger, David, of if we set massive goals, if, uh, and some of us will, uh, others might be resistant. We'll talk about that in a minute. But for those of us that set massive goals and try and take action, is there a danger that we'll then feel disheartened if we don't hit it? Yeah, get over it. Get over it. I like it. I like the bluntness of you, your Birmingham-ness. <laughs> let's, let's deal with what's true, okay? Because I'm as shallow as... I'm not shallow as the best of them, right? My friends call me a swimming pool. I'm deep in places, but mostly very shallow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a lot of self-deprecation in this interview, David. You've you've got to work with what's true, Tom. Absolutely. You've got to work with what's true, right? (laughs) So so here's the thing. If we're working with what's true and not fantasy and woo-woo, how many times have we failed in our lives? Since we were a baby, right up until adulthood, how many times have we failed, not got it right, Thousands. Hundreds, Hundreds of thousands of yeah. times. Would you agree? Yeah, sure. It hasn't killed us. It's made us stronger. Typ- typically, the flowers grow in the valley, not on the top of the mountain, if you get, if you get the metaphor. Yeah. You know, we, we learn from mistakes. We need to stop this irrational fear of failure and getting things wrong and not being perfect. How many times have we heard people quote things along the lines of, you know, seeking perfection will stop something being great? You know, most of us are capable of amazing things, but we don't even achieve good, let alone great, because we seek perfection and then giving because we know we can't attain it. Stop fearing failure. Stop it. You can achieve as many realistic goals in your life as you like. Fill your boots. You won't be happy because you'll always wonder what if. Why don't we accept the reality that if you were to set, finger in the air as a guess, five massive goals once, possibly twice, you're going to fall flat on your face. Sure. That's life. Once, you might do all right, but twice, you'll smash it. Now, to me, those are those are odds I'm willing to accept. Absolutely. I'm, Amazing. I'm willing to accept that. Because I'd much rather, I'd much rather live my legacy than leave it. I'd, I'd, you know, I don't want people to say, oh, Dave, he always wanted to do that. You know, they, they never at a funeral time do they say, good old Tom, he had a helicopter. <laughs> good well, good they, old Tom. 
good old Stephanie, she financially provided for her family. They never say that rubbish that most of us are striving for. Instead, they talk about the difference we made in people's lives and what we did. I'm, I'm, I can only hope that when I'm dead and gone, hopefully a long time in the future from now, if I'm not standing on a corner in my pyjamas as an old age shouting at the traffic, um, I can only <laughs> hope that at my eulogy, someone has the courage to stand up and he's able to say in honesty and truth, he went for it. If that's the example I can leave for others, he went for it. He was resilient. He had a go. He kept standing up, brushing himself down and looking people in the eye and going, is that all you got? And go again and again and again. You know, I failed in business. I failed in fundraising activities. But strangely, when you've raised three quarters of a million quid and broken at least four charity fundraising records, people tend to think you're quite good at it. Brilliant. And I'm always very honest. I say, fail twice in every five. <laughs> Hey friends, I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. Can I encourage you to join the Insiders Club of the All My Days Academy today, where we help you to implement the wisdom shared with additional content, templates, book giveaways, and access to a secret communications channel. Now, it's a monthly subscription, but it is pay what you want. Friends, here's what some of our members said. Hi, I'm Alison, and I joined Insiders Club because I wanted a new perspective and something uplifting to listen to. Hey, I'm Jamie. Uh, I joined the Insiders Club uh, because I just want to live every day uh, with a purpose uh, according to what I've been called to do. I joined the Insiders Club because I wanted to dig a bit deeper and look at more practical ways that I could keep motivated and stay focused. Friends, join the Insiders Club today at ohmydaysacademy.co.uk. What would I say to those who can't convince themselves? I say, uh, give in. Stop striving for things you're not prepared to have a go at. Wow, yeah, let it go. Sure. Let it go. I actually, Tom, and this is the honest truth, I actually have more respect for people who say, I'm not going to do that. Than okay. people who say, I wish I could. Yes. Yeah, because at least, I guess, if you've said, I'm not going to do that, you've, you've come to terms with it. <laughs> Whereas if you say, yeah. I, I wish I could, you've just been lazy and not, and not pursuing it. So, yeah. Well, anything else other than doing something about it and not doing something about it, anything else is procrastination. It's, you're just in a no man's land, zombie world. So either do or do not. Very Stop good. Stop trying. Oh, Tell- that was very Yoda, wasn't it? <laughs> do or do not, there is no try. We, we haven't had a sound <laughs> effect yet, David. Do you want to just... I can see you twitchy, ready to get a sound There we go. <laughs> there we go. I can see you twitching, ready to put a sound effect in. Uh, tell us about the, the phrase, go rhino. You, and I don't think it came from you, but you've, you've kind of molded into the brand of go rhino and it's what you're known for. So tell us a little bit, what does go rhino mean? <laughs> well, I, I never set out for that to be my brand. Let's be clear. You've got to be very careful what you wish for. Uh, <laughs> I, do you know, my, here's, here's another truth, Tom. My ego wants me my ego wants me to be remembered for my credibility of research and the fantastic goal-setting process that has changed people's lives. I'm remembered for a magic cup trick and a two-minute section of my talk about cows and rhinos. And so I am called the rhino guy. I am not the rhino guy. The rhino guy is Scott Alexander. Now, I know I know this is audio. I'm actually holding up a book. Why am I doing that? But, but I'm holding up a book. This it benefits book is me. By, 
Yeah, the benefits. Imagine a book, red book with a <laughs> car on it, with a rhino in the driving seat. This guy, Scott Alexander, by his own admission, would say he's a crazy Californian guy, right? He's He wrote a book called Rhinoceros Success. I think it was around 1918. It sold millions and millions and millions of copies. And going back to my skeptical little brummy, who thought all personal development was fluffy, woolly nonsense, um, I'd heard about the book, but when I saw it, it's a thin book with large print and pictures in, and I dismissed it as fluffy, woolly nonsense. Then the pioneer of positive psychology, Professor Alan Watkins, who'd never seen this book ever, his research proved everything in the book to be true. Sure. So after interviewing Watkins, I tracked down Scott Alexander. I said, Scott, what's it all about? And he went, cows and rhinos, Dave. I went, yeah. <laughs> yeah, surely there's more to it than that. He went, well, he said, this was a figure he made up, but Watkins had proven, right? He says, 97% of the population behave like cows. I went, what? He went, cows. Explain. He said, cows, and I'm sure nobody listening to this is guilty of this, right? But he said, cows hang around with the same people who are just like them, so they don't stand out in a herd. I wonder how many of us, if we're honest, are guilty of hanging around with the same safe people who make us feel significant all the time. No. He said, cows look over the fence and they go, I want that. I want to be somebody. I want to set and achieve big goals, but I'm a cow. I'll probably fail. My friends won't like me. I'll stay here, do what I've always done, get what I've always got, chew grass, moo, milky, milky. <laughs> I said, I said, what? <laughs> he went, moo, milky, milky. I went, all right, put the metaphor down. I get it. Cows, bad. <laughs> what about the other 3%? He went, rhinos, Dave. I said, <laughs> rhinos he went three percent of the population between two and three percent naturally out achieve everybody else and the only difference is that they see what they want and they go for it they go for it most of us most of us choose cow yeah any of us can go rhino in our lifetime you me everyone oh very blues brothers you me everybody <laughs> all of us have had moments in our lives where we've gone rhino and we've achieved something big or significant or we've overcome something we never thought we could or we've mm. proved doubters wrong we've all had our three percent the difference is that we give ourselves permission to be mediocre at best we give ourselves permission to say that will do very good i won't have a go yeah and all we oh, Here's the truth, though. I don't want anyone to think that I'm just some shiny-suited, pointy-fingered, motivational guy who goes, hey, guys, all you got to do is think rhino and you too can achieve consistently. <laughs> Life's not like that. Let's be real. 3% of the time, we have cow stuff going on in our lives. I know when we've spoken in the past, you've had challenges, Tom. I, mm. I right now, the other side of this curtain, I've got care issues going on in my home. I've got some cow stuff going on in my life. We've all got stuff. The truth is, it's only about 3% of our stuff that's cow. Yeah. But we allow ourselves the security of mediocrity 97% of the time. Come on, guys. Let's start finding things to charge at, shall we? Ah, love it. Love it. Uh, do, you, do you wake up every morning feeling a little bit rhino, or does it take a bit of work for you? Well, I'm severely sleep deprived because of my autistic son. So I find it very hard. I used to, I used to literally get out of bed and go, right, it's having it. Whereas these days, I'll be honest, 53 years of age, I tend to creak a bit when I get out of bed. It takes oh. a bit more work. <laughs> I'm sort of, I'm sort of one of the matriarchs in the herd now for rhinos to sort of move about slowly going, yeah, charge at that guys. But <laughs> I, I do have my moments still. I mean, 
when this um when this um what do we call it this lockdown thing started i just spent three days mooing at my computer screen watching my diary empty and my 20-year business folding before my eyes and then i woke up the next morning went are you going to go down mooing or are you going to have this? Are you going to give it, are you going to go cross the finish line, win, lose or draw? Are you going to cross it with a whimper or are you going to slide over? It was, as I think it was Barry Sheen, the motorcycle champion. He said, I don't want to die with a whimper. I want to cross the finish line, skidding, leathers, ripped to shreds, bleeding, bones <laughs> broken and shattered, having given everything I've got. You know, that's how I want, if what win, lose or draw, it's having it. Sure, I love that. Let's time to Rhino. Come on, Dave. Got two more questions for you. First of all, in the in the Insiders Club, you've given us five steps to setting goals. But where where do we start before we tackle goals? Where do we where do we start in setting big goals? Well, number one is do not let anybody else tell you what your goal should be. Your goal time might be massive to you, but to me, it appears realistic and achievable, and vice yeah. versa. My massive goal to me might seem <laughs> huge but to you you might go Dave, get on with it so <laughs> yeah. don't let anybody give you a perspective of what's massive for you you know if you're honest with yourself whether it's massive or not mm. then you must have a reason why you must achieve it it's uh, people talk about purpose a lot at the moment and they talk about values-based decision making and things like that which is great but if you have a purpose focused goal you are much, I cannot give you a stat, but it's much, much, much more likely to achieve it. Because um, hypothetically, uh, I'm, I, I'm not a runner, I'm more of a plodder. But people who run marathons, you can go out and try and run a marathon. Whoopie do. You might succeed, you might mm. not. However, if you're training for a marathon and it's a cold, wet, freezing, dark outside November morning at 5 a.m. on a Sunday and that alarm goes off, there's a little piece of everyone's mind that goes, just hit snooze, pull the duvet over, <laughs> tuck it in, and have another 40 winks. Whereas if you're purpose-driven, if you've got a reason why you must finish that marathon safely and mm. completely, let's just say um, it's for a cause that absolutely burns in your heart, you'll get out of bed and go running in the rain. Yeah. When absolutely. I raised that money for cancer research, I was laughed out of the room when I suggested that I wanted to raise 50 grand in one event and I'd never fundraised before and I'm on my own and I've only got my spare time. And I can see why they laughed me out of the room. But what they didn't know is that I'd got a reason to do it that was bigger than my fears and insecurities. They didn't wow. know that three months earlier I'd lost my mum to cancer and I promised her I'd do something significant. So when they laughed me out of the room, I walked out for the first time in my life going, watch me <laughs> rhino time yeah brilliant Absolutely. love it okay well dave last question then before we uh finish and that is what does it mean for you dave to live life fully to live life fully is as best as possible try not to have regrets um it's if you want to do if you want to go on an adventure go on an adventure stop watching adventures on the television get out your armchair switch eastenders off and go onto the internet and book up something go and join a go and volunteer for something go and make a difference in the world go and make a difference in the world brilliant dave thanks ever so much for joining us on the old my days academy truly uh, inspirational uh, and it's time to go rhino come on 
Well, I hope that's inspired you, friends, to go and set some massive goals. If you need a bit of extra support, then I encourage you to join the Insiders Club. Pay what you want every month from as little as £3, yet it's packed full of value worth a whole lot more than £3 a month. Uh, David Heiner has given us a little session in there where inside the Insiders Club, he shares three steps. Uh, sorry, five steps even, uh, to setting massive goals. So go and check that out. Go and join the Insiders Club at ohmydaysacademy.co.uk. Otherwise, you can buy David's books from Amazon, uh, which you can go to amazon.co.uk forward slash shop forward slash Tom Elliott UK. Elliott's two L's and two T's. Uh, you will remember that eventually because I'm going to say that every time. Uh, but if you buy through that link, amazon.co.uk forward slash shop forward slash Tom Elliott UK, uh, not only do you get David's book, but actually you support the podcast with at no extra cost to you. So uh, so there we go. Go and check out the Insiders Club. Go and join it today. Uh, otherwise, buy David's books or do both. Uh, why, why hold back? Just go for it. Uh, and sign up to both. But uh, ladies and gents, friends, uh, thanks for listening. Can I ask a favour? If you've enjoyed this episode and you think it would be helpful for someone that you know, friends, family, neighbours, cats, dogs, I don't care. If you think it'd be helpful for someone, why don't you go and share it? Go and let them know about it uh, because we want to help people live life fully. Friends, have a good week and I shall see you soon.